Good morning. Let's uh, pray together. <clears throat> Father, we treasure your voice this morning. We treasure your words and your word. That we might see Jesus and discover your delights. Amen. <clears throat> well, I wonder whether you like walking this morning. What's the longest or the hardest walk you've ever done? Take a moment to think about that. One of the hardest or longest walks I've ever done in my life is that when I was about 11 years old, <clears throat> I did a 42 mile walk across the North Yorkshire walk, Moors. It's called uh, the Lyke Wake Walk. We started um, late one afternoon, early one evening <clears throat> on one side of the moors, then walked overnight across the moors um, through the early morning and finished uh, very close to Whitby on the North Yorkshire coast in the afternoon, finishing with a well-earned ice cream. I remember it really well. <clears throat> but to have a successful walk, for the walk to go well, requires a number of things. You need to be fit enough and well enough or able enough. You need a map, you need directions, you need to know where you're going. You need the right equipment, the right footwear, the right things with you. And you need food and drink, you need sustenance, energy to, and water to give you life. And as we think about walking, have you wondered how your walk with God can go well this morning? What is it that you need that will enable you to walk with God well this coming week? The Bible is an amazing book. It's the most popular book in the world. It's the most successful literary creation of all time. Yet many people think, do you know, the Bible, that's so dull. That's so boring. It's just full of difficult passages that I can't make sense of. It seems to be contradictory. It's got lots of things about what you do and don't do. It looks like a rule book. Can't be relevant for the 21st century, for us modern people. But for Christians, the Bible is the most precious book in the world. And our psalm that we had read this morning celebrates that. It's a book of delight. The Queen, at her coronation, was handed a copy of the Bible with these words. We present you this book, the most valuable thing the world affords. That's what the Queen received on her coronation. Why were those words said? Well, that was because in Matthew 4.4, Jesus says this. People do not live on bread alone on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, Jesus is saying material things alone don't satisfy. Even the best human relationships, however good they are, won't fully satisfy. There's always what we might call a spiritual hunger at the heart of humanity that needs to be filled, that can only be satisfied by something spiritual. And Jesus says that is the words that comes from God's mouth. And the primary way in which God communicates with us is through his book, through his, his story, his word. God has spoken, it's his revelation, it's his story. <clears throat> We're thinking about celebration this term, and Psalm 119, celebrate <clears throat> God's word, God's 
revelation. God's words are central and precious to God's people and always have been. God speaks and when he speaks we listen and how he reveals himself to us and what he says to us is the key to life because we want to live well and follow God. That's why it matters so much about what and how God says things. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible. It contains 176 verses and it's what's called an acrostic psalm. That Each section begins with a different letter of the 22 letters of the Hebrew um, alphabet. So eight verses each all beginning with the same letter. It's also in the mixture of the psalms obviously called a wisdom psalm. Because the psalm celebrates God's word. But not just God's words for itself, but God's word and our response to that and our willingness to live and to follow that is the key to living a fulfilled and fruitful and a good life. Not in a virtual world, but in the real world. Even amongst all the chaos and the difficulty and the hardship, God calls us to follow him and to treasure his word and to live it. Throughout the psalm, you'll see, if you go and spend some time and read it, and the little bit that we had read, the psalmist delights and meditates on how God's words bring life. Bear in mind this was written over 2,500 years ago. This is pre-Jesus. It talks of God's testimony, of God's instruction, about God's precepts, about God's statutes. The psalm celebrates God's commandments, God's ordinances, God's decrees, God's words, God's ways, God's path, God's promises and God's rulings and God's judgment. God's word, in all its fullness, reveals to us God's extraordinary love for us this morning. It reveals his heart and his longing for us. God's words are authoritative, they're life-giving, they help us. God's words are majestic and truthful and God's words can lovingly bring us back to life. Rick Warren, the well-known American pastor, wrote this about the Bible. Reading the Bible generates life. It produces change. It heals hurts. It builds character. It transforms circumstances. It imparts joy. It overcomes adversity. It defeats temptation. It infuses hope. It releases power. It cleanses the mind. <clears throat> the whole point of our words is to express ourselves. When we use, we use words or other use words, we're seeking to express ourselves, to let people who don't know us or on the outside to understand our own desires, our own thoughts and what's going on, to know who we are. And that's what God's words do for us. It reveals who God is, but also who we are in relation to God and the world. And the whole point of having the gospel is that you and I can have faith in response to God. God is revealing himself to us to enable us to know and experience God for us. And we, by believing in him, we can have life this morning. We know that God has revealed himself in creation, that God has also revealed himself through, his, through history, through a book like this of the Psalms, through the Old Testament. We also know Jesus is, God has revealed himself supremely through Jesus. 
but how do we know about Jesus? We know because of the book, the book of the Bible, that actually we see an account of Jesus' life and the effect Jesus' life then had on following generations too. <clears throat> and we too can choose to listen, to receive and to follow Jesus' words day by day and put them into practice because his words are the way, the truth and the life. Do you know, this Psalm 119 is a bold psalm full of really strong words. And I wonder how you react to that. Can you use words to say that's how highly you value God's words and God's word? Do you think the psalmist is a bit over the top, maybe? I mean, would you say what the psalmist says? Do you delight in God's words? Do you want to discover more of who God is and more of his ways and purposes in the world? You know, having spent so much time in lockdown over the last 18 months, I wonder whether we just quietly need to look and say, it has all that time meant that we found a way of spending time with God's words and God's words and with God himself. Or actually, have we found it a real struggle to be with God, to read God's word, to make time for him? Do you know, if you're struggling to do that, to make time for God, this morning, why don't you just rededicate yourself to maybe just over the next two weeks to read through John's Gospel. You know, pick a section, take 15 minutes a day and just take time to be with God and to read his word and to go through that. Commit to pick up, to read again for a year maybe, some people in the church during lockdown committed to read through the whole of the Bible during that time and they have done in the last year. Maybe as a church we can think about doing that about reading through the Bible, pick up one of the apps that enable you, that give you some resources. Fran, I think, is going to talk about some things that we could use as well. If you want to do something slightly different, there are so many ways to engage with the Bible. But and, uh, Quite a few number of years ago, one of my mentors um, in my Christian life sort of took me aside and said, Tim, I'd like you to do this exercise. I had put a time aside to, to be with God, and I had about a couple of hours or an afternoon or something like that. And they said, what they'd like me to do is to go away for a couple of hours or whatever it was, and just to take some time, just to be still and to write down all the verses of the Bible that I could recall that have been important to me in my life. Do you know, I thought, oh, it's a bit of an But it turned out to be just a most beautiful um, afternoon where I reflected on how God had revealed himself to me through his word and his words over my lifetime. And actually seeing the variety and the diversity of some of those words and what they've mean to me throughout my whole life became this just a beautiful opportunity to give thanks and to treasure and to delight, not just in the word, but in how God had revealed his word and his words to me. Maybe that's something you could do or we could maybe do in the next uh, turn ahead and see how that goes and how those words have brought life to me. So as we close, let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us your word and your words. We ask you to forgive us this morning when we neglect or put aside or fail to treasure your word. But Father, would you help us over this coming year, this coming time, to discover more of the treasure and the wonder of your words, but not just to discover them for themselves, but to learn what the delight of following them day by day, 
that your word would be a lamp to our path. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Living God, that you had revealed yourself to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.